Some say he's mad to do it. He doesn't disagree. But he'd do anything for this game. He's a referee. And he belongs where we all belong. The GAA stands with its referees and match officials. Join us in doing the same this Referee Respect Day. Sunday, October 23rd. Hashtag GAA Ref Respect. GAA. Where we all belong. Are you interested in purchasing an affordable home? Cork County Council and the Land Development Agency are delighted to offer three and four bedroom affordable homes at Clonmore Ballyvin at Armallow County Cork, constructed by O'Flynn Group. Applications for Phase 1 open at 12 noon on Monday, October 24th, 2022. Buyers can avail of up to a €75,000 discount through the Council's Affordable Housing Scheme. For further information, visit corkcoco.ie. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM Good evening folks, you're very welcome along to the Big Red Bench Roy here with you until 7 o'clock, you join us on a day where St Finbars have been crowned Cork County Premier Senior Hurling Champions. For the first time since 1993, the Bars are the county champions beating Black Rock in what was a biblical Biblical downpour for the entire game. We're going to get reaction from the victorious bar side in just a bit. The first leg of the double has been done. Footballers now back in action in two weeks against Nemo. Uh, also on the show tonight, going to have reaction from the drawn game today between Castle Martyr and Inascara in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship final. John O'Shea is going to talk to us about his new book, Cork City Game of My Life. And we're going to wrap up all today's action in the Premier League as well. You're listening to the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. Absolutely delighted you could join us on the Big Red Bench this evening. We're here until 7pm this evening. If you are heading home from Parky Cueve, take it very, very handy on the roads. Lots of flooding around the place today, as Colm has been mentioning around the city, uh, because of the rain that has been incessant since this afternoon. Um, if you have any updates on flooding in your area where you are, be sure and text us. 086-8104-106 we'll uh, tweet those out or we'll uh, get those messages out in, in just a bit so take your time if you're leaving Parky Cree on the way home plenty of flooding around the place and uh, just take your time and uh, there will be um, delays um, wherever you're going so just be sure and take it very very handy indeed on the roads but uh, we will uh, wrap up today's action Mo Salah just put uh, Liverpool ahead against uh, Manchester City actually 71 minutes on the clock I think um, yeah Liverpool won 75 I should say Liverpool won Manchester City nil. we'll get you an update on that one in just a little bit but um, it has been um, a, a fantastic day if you are a St Finbar supporter county champions for the first time since 1993 214-17 was the margin of victory over Blackrock at a rain sodden Parky Cueve today uh, Jeremy McCarthy's down there for us he's in the bowels of Parky Cueve at the moment getting a post-match audio we'll get you that uh, as soon as we get it and we'll talk to Jura in just a little bit as well congratulations indeed to everyone at St Finbars and uh, commiserations uh, to the Rockies elsewhere in the day's other game and it finished all square as I mentioned in the uh the first game of the day the uh, Premier Intermediate Hurling uh, Championship game today between Castle Martyr and uh, Inescara so we'll have reaction coming up on that one in just a little bit as well uh, so they'll have to go to a replay in the Premier League as I mentioned Liverpool have just gone a goal up on Manchester City Mo Salah with the, the goal there uh, elsewhere it finished uh, Southampton 1 West Ham 1 Manchester United 0 Newcastle United 0 Leeds United 0 Arsenal 1 and Aston Villa 0 Chelsea 2 we're going to get your full time reports on that uh, on those games I should say in just uh, a little bit uh, elsewhere today Shelburne leading Waterford 1-0 uh, heading into the second half of their uh, extra uh, .ie FA Cup semi-final Gavin Malloy with the goal the winners there will face Derry City in the decider goals from Jamie McGonagall and Brandon Kavanagh saw them beat Treaty United 2-1 at the Ryan McBride at Brandywell Stadium today in the SSC your Tristan Premier Division leader Shamrock Rovers looking to go 8 points clear at the top of the table this evening they're away to Drogheda United and that game is uh, into the second half there and uh, the latest score from that game is Drogheda United 1 Shamrock Rovers 1 
elsewhere today in uh, the Scottish Premiership this afternoon and with Rangers closing the gap at the top of the table after uh, their win this afternoon uh, so they've cut the cap on uh, leaders uh, Celtic elsewhere today in Gaelic games and uh, Kilmacud Croke leading the FINA 11 points and then pushing full time the Dublin football decider Ballyhale Shamrock's been James Stevens 7 points by 7 points and Nolan Park to attain their uh, Kilkenny Hurling Championship title 121 to 211 was the score there on the DP World Tour Spain's Adrian Otegi won the Andalusia Masters by 6 shots today well earlier on the American Keegan Bradley won the uh, Zozo Championship on the PGA Tour in Japan alright we are going to start with Gaelic Games we are going to get reaction uh, from Porky Cueva to start off the show we are going to go back and look at the uh, Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship final which took place today uh, as the uh, the opening game in Porky Cueve uh, a cracking contest in a Scarrow 112 Castle Martyr 15 points so they will have to go to a replay uh, in that game we're going to get reaction from uh, the Bars in just a little bit as well first though reaction from Castle Martyr in a Scarrow first we're going to hear first from Seamus Lawton the Castle Martyr boss First of all, Seamus, considering the conditions, considering everything that went on today, how proud are you of your players' efforts? I mean, it's a draw, it's another day out, but the conditions were so bad. To put in that amount of effort and to get another shot at it, is, is it can you take that much from today? Definitely. So, look, look let's face it, a draw was probably a fair result. Both teams gave it 110%. Like, if condi- the conditions were so bad and uh, the hurling was still good, do you know? It'll tell you the standard that was out there, like, you know? Um, you can't vote for conditions like this. You can prepare as best you can for a county final. But when you saw the conditions this morning, you knew it was going to turn into a battle. You had chances to win it, but so did they. Can you, there are lots of positives to take into the replay. There is for both sides. Do you know, a replay will take a life of its own. Um, I don't think we actually played a game in the rain this year. Mm-hmm. Do you know, it's been a fantastic summer. Every game, I remember the first game down in Belly Gavin, like the sun was splitting the stones, we had to get water onto the field, so... That's how I love feel. And just finally for me, um, what are the kind of things you do know? Is it more the same in the preparation? Just treat it like you treated the first game round? First time round? Oh, definitely. Like you just knuckle down now again. We have the same build up to every game. Yeah. Seamus, I suppose when you look at the match there, when they got that goal, no doubt at that point, did you think it was gone? I didn't. Because I know this team, like, you know, there was still a couple of minutes left. We only needed to win one ball. And uh, we won that ball, and then we nearly won it. But um, I didn't, is the answer to your question, really. I suppose when you have someone like Stack up front, you always know you're going to get that. Yeah. It's an inference he didn't let you oh, go like he's he, That man, um, <laughs> get emotional down the morning, but uh, two and a half weeks ago, he twisted his ankle in training and um, it went out like a balloon and nobody would have given him a penny for for making the final. Like he, was, he was gone, like, do you know, torn ligaments in your ankle, six weeks. He was back in two and a half. I suppose that shows the commitment that there is to this squad which has been there now for the last three years with, with the run you've had you know there's a fierce togetherness there and there's a fierce uh, commitment to each other in that squad there is and we'll need it all again the next day in Scarra fantastic side they proved it all year you know they, they, they beat the favourites probably Bell and Hasek one of the favourites and you know under no illusions it's going to be a huge battle again the next day no, no, no doubt, as you said there, like you know, you, we hope the conditions are a bit better the next day. Yeah, but sure, for both sides. Do you know, it was raining for both sides. Yeah. Yeah, that's Seamus Lawton there speaking after uh, today's drawn match. A really, really entertaining game. Uh, the first game down in Porky Cueve today between Castle Martyr and Inniscar. We'll hear from Paul McCarthy, the Inniscar boss, in just a bit. But now we're going to go live uh, to Porky Cueve because Jeremy McCarthy is standing by. I imagine he's probably soaked considering the day that was in it uh, but you're um, St Finbar's county champions for the first time since 1993 and boy did they deserve it Joe. what a performance that was in the rain an outstanding performance Rory in the most awful awful of weather conditions um, monsoon conditions the M in monsoon as we said <laughs> on the Twitter feed um, but considering the quality of the opposition and considering how difficult it was out there today for in both county finals um, the Bars thoroughly thoroughly deserved it the two goals really made the difference Conor Callan and Brian Hayes two excellent goals well taken goals they proved the difference in the end as well as a virtuoso display from Ben Cunningham um, on, the, on the far he was outstanding as well and uh, I think they can be well pleased the Bars tonight they're certainly going to celebrate it and remember it's only the first part of what they hope will be a hurling and football double yeah we'll come back to the footballers in a bit because I imagine the pressure is on them now after today but 
but um, for the Bars they played um, I suppose can you say with the conditions in the first half and in the second half played against them but it kind of it played into their hands a bit because that left so much space open for the Bars forwards in the second half as Blackrock went chasing the game yeah that's a very good point I think the half forward line Finn, Connor Callan and Ben Cunningham really came into the game and like they were well supported midfield Ethan Toomey had a terrific match Rory he was everywhere and he was uh, ably assisted by Glenn O'Connor who came in from the start and then you had William Buckley coming off the bench late on and scoring two brilliant points for the for the Bears as well so in that middle third um, the likes of Ben O'Connor and Bill Hennessy who were usually bombing on up either wing they were pretty well sitting back because of the conditions with Damien Callan alongside them so that, that middle section of the pitch is where the game was won and lost but it was the Bears ability to utilise the space when it became available to them and to get Conor Callan and to get Ben Cunningham into the game Cunningham with nine points and Conor with setting up one goal and scoring the other um, I think that was the winning and losing of the game because inside Brian Hayes and, and Patrick Buggy kind of just stayed in around the square as much as they possibly could and uh, allowed for that space to be created but it wasn't easy I mean every single score today was hard earned every single opportunity considering the conditions and considering the number of defenders that were swarming around the various forwards and let's give credit here to John Cashman Alan O'Callaghan and um, Lloyd Cashman as well for the Rockies because they played superbly as did their two fullbacks Stephen Murphy Conor Bryan it's not it's not that the Rockies did anything wrong today Rory it's just mm. that, that the Bars did the, the simple things right and they did it more often and I, I suppose looking back on it there, there was no score for the first 10 minutes of the second half and that was a crucial time period that maybe just maybe the Rockies might have edged back into the game instead it was a goal that went the Bars way and that put them on the back foot for the rest of the game and with the cushion of the lead that they got from those two goals Rory there was only ever going to be one winner down the home straight but I think in around the middle of the pitch when we, we reviewed the game and looked at the stats although Ben Cunningham deservedly took home man of the match Ethan Toomey was outstanding in midfield as was Glenn Connor and uh, William Buckley as I said who came on and I think that's where the game was decided um, just go back to the conditions a second year because I was watching the examiner stream and look absolutely uh, atrocious and if it's looking bad on your screen it has to be 10 times worse in person just how bad was it? It's as bad as I've seen it in Parky Cueve in all the years I've been covering Rory and when I say it was bad it wasn't just intermittent showers it was constant and when it got heavy it was a struggle to see across the other side of the pitch. And I asked Brian Hayes, and I said, as hard as it was up in the stands and trying to keep dry up in the stands, not that anyone cares about the media, but trying to keep dry up <laughs> in the stands. Care. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, he said it was it was incredibly, incredibly difficult. I mean, just trying to judge the bounce of the ball, if it was going to bounce, and then trying to pick out a teammate. And considering, as well as the sheeting rain, like the wind was quite strong and it was blowing the opposite direction than you normally see it blow in Parquet Creek, which was the weird thing. It was blowing up towards the city and that just made life difficult for both teams. But I have to say credit to um, the Cork County Board for preparing the pitch in such brilliant condition. It's mm. not looking great no. I'm going to tell you right now it doesn't look great now um, but next Saturday's uh, replay of the Intermediate Premier Intermediate Harding final look it's, it's going ahead until we hear anything differently but the, the pitch I think if they hadn't done the work on the uh, Parky Queef pitch and we criticised them when they got it wrong at the start but by God did they get it right because I have not seen a, a club pitcher and inter-county pitch stand up to the rain as well as this one did now it's not in great condition at the end of it but had it not been in the top condition it was um, I think we'd have had a very very low scoring two very very low scoring finals so credit to the ground staff at Parky Cueve and the county board for getting that pitch right um, what state it's in for the coming week depending on the weather we'll have to keep an eye on that yeah here here great work done by the, the pitch staff down in Parky Cueve um, you mentioned the bars you mentioned the double you mentioned the footballers it's two weeks now for the footballers uh, it's going to be a massive build up for them um, I would say will put this Bears footballers team under pressure but uh, like they've been county champions so recently they like they know how to get over the line I don't think the pressure of going to the do- going for the job is going to affect them too much um, no I think you're right there's a lot of experience in that setup and enough experience to know what to do coming up to a county final and I suppose the most important thing Rory on the other side of the pitch will be that black and green jersey they know oh so well they're uh, mm. great rivals Nemo Rangers and let's not forget Nemo are celebrating their 100th year this year they want to win it obviously want to win it anyway but they want to win it especially in their 100th year this is going to be a humdinger it's going to be an absolute cracking game I have no idea how it's going to go until we get closer to the time and there's a bit more analysis done but right now I think the Bars are just going to concentrate on celebrating this fantastic uh, success although Brian Hayes and a few of the players have already said that it's back to business on Monday and Tuesday they're not hanging around and I think the celebrations <laughs> will probably be curtailed before that before that takes place but um, look it's 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 a fantastic time for the Bars you see on their social media channels what it means to all their kids the kids and the, and the underage setup and how many players have come through that underage setup and jerk Cunningham spoke to us quite emotionally there as well about 
the lean times over the last number of years, no difficult it's been for the Bears, uh, both on and off the pitch. Well, the, the Blues are back and they are back with a bang and all roads will lead back to Parky Grieve in two weeks' time for what's going to be an absolute epic. But right mm. now, the focus, rightly so in the headlines, will be all about the hurlers and the fantastic performance they put in today. Yeah, and there's going to be a party up in Bandon Road. Uh, torrential rain <laughs> or torrential rain be damned. Well, <laughs> my one concern out of this whole day is seeing if my car is floating or parked where I left it <laughs> later on. I'm sure all the red of Corkshire FM listeners will be worried about that. But uh, yeah, it's not looking good at the moment. But sure, look, I have a pair of flippers there in the bag and if it needs, <laughs> exactly. I can swim out you in the studio there. <laughs> Um, talk to us about the Premier Intermediate um, game, Jer, because that was oh. an absolute cracker. Two teams going out of hammer and tongs. And look, I'm glad it's gone to a replay because those two teams deserve it because uh, in better yes. conditions, hopefully next Saturday as well, because in dry conditions, that game is set up to be an absolute cracker next week. Yeah, when Mikey Kelly lined up the injury time free for Castle Marker and to win it and it fell short and went white, no one in the ground or in his teammate or anyone else could possibly have blamed him considering how mm. bad the conditions were. But I, you know that saying you always hear, Rory, it, it was the, a draw was the right result. Yeah. That drove me bananas for years <laughs> because I just didn't believe in it. But today, of all days, it absolutely meant it. I don't think extra time either set of players would have been actually able. They were out on their feet mm. at the end of it. There was nothing between Inescar and Castle Marker. Mikey Kelly stood out for them as did Joe Stack and pull forward but that in the Scarra team just gave as good as they got throughout the game Owen McCarthy led brilliantly uh, in the corner forward as their forward and you know Sean O'Donoghue as well in midfield but it was a real team effort there was no standout moment from either team it was a real you know cliche alert or humdinger and it was an it ebbed and flowed throughout the game and nobody was able to call it with about 10 minutes to go and I think a draw is a fair result for both teams I don't think there's anything between these two sides and wasn't expected to be um, and it's rare that an intermediate game before a senior game might steal the thunder of the big one but this very nearly did for the quality of hurling on display and considering they also played out in equally awful weather conditions throughout the whole day so credit to uh, Castle Martin credit to Inascara uh, in and I think everyone that was lucky enough to be there and watching it on the stream is dying to look at that replay and looking forward to that replay because no one knows which way it's going to go yeah it's going to be an absolute cracker replay next fix for next Saturday or is it I believe it's four o'clock next Saturday but that has not been confirmed but it is next Saturday I'm just not 100% sure of the time but um, Saturday looks to be on the cards definitely yeah, because there are another couple of finals of course next weekend in football so uh, I'd say just keep an eye on the Cork GA website uh, and social media channels over the next couple of hours they'll probably confirm it but uh, four o'clock on Saturday was said to me but it was not confirmed yeah it's going to be an absolute cracker no matter when it's played uh, George thanks for talking to us go back and get warm get dried off and uh, trip <laughs> home in those conditions boy I'm just going to give this uh, couple of dolphins a school dolphins <laughs> I'm sure Jeremy McCarthy there the hardest working person in the business joining us down uh, live uh, from Porky Cueve uh, a rain sudden it's very very safe to say Porky Cueve um, after uh, the Bears win uh, today and look we um, are going to go to the Bears we're going to hear from the Bears Joe mentioned an emotional interview there with uh, Bears boss Joe Cunningham uh, let's hear from him in conversation now with Orger uh, Talk to me about the character of your players in such trying weather conditions today to get that win. Yeah, the conditions are, you know, obviously we're the same for both teams. They were, they were very, very difficult conditions and uh, probably there's the only probably pitch in the country that could play a match of, a, of that stature with, uh, with the pitch that good because the conditions were horrendous. But we were not focusing on the conditions, we were focusing on stuff that we can control ourselves. You know, we've uh, we've played in, we've trained in conditions like that out, you know, during the year outside and we were hoping that, you know, our skill level, you know, that, uh, that would come to the Four. Look, there was nothing in his puck of a ball and up to in, up to half time. I think we got the break after half time, got the goal, and I think we were we settled down into into the, you know just defending that lead for a bit, holding our shape, and then got got the other goal afterwards. So fantastic performance. I think Lesher, a great character. You know, not an easy day to play, but absolutely just great to have that monkey off our back now after 29 years. There was a lot of history, talk of history coming into it. You were able to control that when inside the dressing room and just play the match in the final itself. Yeah, that's, that was the, that was the plan. You know what I mean? It was, there's always noise around these occasions, you know what I mean? The county finals are, you know, fantastic occasions and, you know, great great publicity and, you know, and I suppose the fact there was a city rivalry ourselves in Blackrock that we hadn't played for 40 to 40 years made it a bit, bit extra special. So, look, we've been away from this scene for a long time and uh, it's fantastic to see 
both the young kids a new, new generation of Bar supporters and the old older lads some some players I play with myself outside here tonight you know absolutely you know roaring crying like it means so much to them you know what I mean so look we're delighted for, for us for the young fellas who've come through but some of the older fellas who've been fantastic for our club as well over the years give magnificent service and uh, for them to go perform on, on, on the big day is brilliant what does it mean for yourself Sharp? what does it mean for yourself it means everything it means everything it's um, you know it's is we've had some tough times over the years so you know to I suppose to manage a team with massive massive support from a great backroom team uh, and to have uh, you know to have two sons and a nephew and cousins involved in the team it does make it extra special but I'm just saying it's a group it's a group it's, it's our club it's our family and uh, you know it's it is it is extra special yeah, it's Gerard Cunningham there the Bears manager speaking after uh, today's win over Blackrock in the Gold Superstars Premier Senior Hurling Championship final as Joe was mentioning a superb performance from the men in blue and gold um, after in, in just absolutely horrific conditions and as I was saying to Gerard just watching it on the examiner stream today just seeing how bad it was and then just getting confirmation from Gerard that it was 10 times worse at pitch level look it's it's not to be sniffed that every player who played today from both sides deserves tremendous credit for going out there and playing uh, in those conditions and in the, the Premier Intermediate final as well but look congratulations uh, to the Bars ending a 29 year wait uh, to be crowned champions and potential of a double in two weeks when they face Nemo in the football final is on uh, I'm going to get more reaction from the Bars camp let's hear from Brian Hayes uh, Brian Hayes congratulations it's a fantastic feeling to win a county final but what does that feel like in, in such difficult conditions uh, I was absolutely mad you know, conditions were brutal for both teams in fairness um, I don't think anyone would like to play a game of hurling that if they woke up this morning when they saw it but um, look we just put shoulder to the wheel and I think we were a better team on the day you know it was nothing in it I think the goals in the second half kind of gave us the breathing space we needed and we just drove on from there but um, yeah just amazing feeling What do you remember about your own goal? What is it? What do you remember about your own goal? Um, to be honest I just saw Connor win the break and I just said I'll hold my fucking hold my ground and um, thankfully he gave a great ball across the square and I just batted in uh, everything else that's everything else fell into place I suppose um, What a day for you though because look the, the conditions can you give, it, give us an example of what it was like out there it was hard for us to see above in the stands but what it was like on the, on the pitch Ah uh, well the pitch was like Peck Weave is one of the best surfaces in Ireland and it was there was puddles around the place you know the ball was getting stuck um, I think everyone's jerseys hurlies they were soaked um, I tried to poke the ball at one stage and then my hurley came out but um, yeah look I think uh, looking at it from the sideline it probably didn't do it, probably didn't do it justice but um, it was definitely it was definitely poor enough conditions in fairness and just fine what does this mean for you and your family hurling county senior county medal yeah look um, I'd have been growing up listening to my uncles talking about my grandmother as well talking about old Bears teams winning counties hurling especially you know my dad would have been more of a football man but um it's just great to be with uh, uh, recognised with him, with, him, with him one of them now in fairness so I'm delighted and the double is on double is on in fairness we'll go back to the work Monday now hopefully drive on in two weeks time congratulations Brian well done. Yes, thank you and it's Brian Hayes of the bars there you can just tell how much it means to him um, to, to be crowned uh, champions and they've written their own chapter in the, the storied history of that famous Toker club um, and they will be talked about in years to come as an incredible team and going through the entire championship uh, unbeaten uh, some feats and uh, worthy champions today and a fantastic victory uh, against uh, Black Rock um, Liverpool still a goal up in Manchester City it is uh, into time added on there were six minutes added on Jurgen Klopp was sent off as well um, and there's um, about 40 seconds left in that game for Manchester City to, to try and get uh, an equaliser but it looks like Liverpool are going to hold firm uh, one more from the bars let's hear from Owen Finn uh, Owen Finn hearty congratulations a fantastic day for you in the bars how tough a game was that out in those conditions uh, it's very tough like we knew after there only being a point in it in the group game was going to be a very tough game anyway uh, conditions just added to that um, massive effort put in over the last couple of weeks and you know just massive to get the reward and ma- last couple of weeks last couple of months and for a lot of us last 10 years plus so uh, it's been a long time coming and you know we're going to enjoy it now there was a huge build up to this one from inside the club and outside the club but you managed to control all that and you delivered a performance despite those difficult conditions yeah look we just tried to focus on the group ourselves um, obviously there's been a lot of to and fro with the football and with Castle Avon involved as well but uh, everybody pulled in together um, over 
last couple of weeks and uh, you know, we enjoyed the couple of weeks that we've built up because we haven't had this before yeah. um, but we've, en- we've enjoyed that we'll enjoy today and thankfully we came out on the right side of it so Talk to me about the Rockies and the effort they put in uh, They're a great team um, I, I was saying it to a couple of the lads over the last couple of weeks us beating them in the first game or in the group game sorry um, was the first time I ever beat them in my career I went to school with a lot of them went to college with a lot of them so um, you know they're a great side we have huge respect for them um, and massive ad- admiration for how they performed as well today um, and condolences to them but look we're, we're just delighted to come on the right side of the result so congratulations on well done buddy thanks very much cheers Son Finn there of the bar <laughs> the bar that's developing in the background there uh, as Jeremy McCarthy speaks some fantastic stuff uh, from the bar starting congratulations to them and uh, commiserations uh, to Blackrock but I'm sure they will be right back in the mix again next year uh, I'm still waiting on the full time uh, whistle from Anfield Liverpool 1 Manchester City and we'll get your full time report on that uh, in just a bit let's go back um, to Inascara and Castle March as we know that game the Premier Intermediate uh, hurling final ended in a draw Joe reckons the replay will be next Saturday evening down the park uh, let's hear from uh, the Inascara manager he is Paul McCarthy Paul McCarthy um, look considering the really tough conditions out there today first of all your response, how you reacted to how your players performed and the chance you get a second shot at it yeah, look, we're relieved there, I suppose, to come away with a draw at the death there. Ideally, the art, you're on a normal day, that, point, that free would have probably went over, right, to be fair. Look, I don't know, it was a pressure mix of the conditions as well. Went wide of the left, and we're hugely relieved now we've another go next week. We thought, you know, we thought we left it behind us there, to be honest with you. Um, Seamus Lawton mentioned the fact that they had no rain at any stage of the championship this year, and they had enough today for the whole of two championships. But you can only prepare as best you can today of a county final. But what did you take, positives did you take from your team's performance? A huge work rate. The work rate was absolutely through the roof, and that's what we asked the, play- asked the players to do. I'm a bit hoarse there, no lads. Um, apologies, but yeah, look, we asked them for work rate, and they brought that first and foremost, and showed that you know, if you don't bring the work rate out there, nothing will happen, nothing will go right for you. So I'm delighted, they stuck with the plan there, and they kept going, kept finding them more. Is the mindset we go again, same preparation, same heads down, there's nothing different coming around to the replay now? No, sure, there can't be, no, no, I think it's next Saturday night, I think it's the replay, so we just have to get the bodies right there now. They're out the feet and sure Castle Mart are the same. Um, so it's going to be tough from both teams at six day turnaround, like, so look, we'll have to, we've no choice, we go again, prepare for Tuesday night now and go back again. And just finally for me, any injury concerns coming out of it? Uh, no, not, not initially, that I didn't get to see the lads up front there, but I think one or two are I carry knocker look nothing serious but we'll start that out on it and the experience still Paul I suppose you know Castle Martin was their third point of in three years whereas in Escarra haven't got out the, group yeah. the last two years so the, the experience of the occasion I think will surely stand a lot to your lads as well I am I said there's a lot of young fellas there you know and, and look sprinkled with a bit of experience guys as well it was vital that we got down here for a big game we haven't been down here much um, I think it was, it was 20 years ago since the last county final but yeah they're their, their, their second home here really for the last three years but look conditions and venues and all that go out the window it, when there's a final you know anything can happen and we just got to go we just got to go again for next shows and I know we're looking forward to it thoroughly looking forward to it I talked about injury time uh, you got a goal it looked like he yeah. won and then there was a free so Tommy threw the roller coaster of emotions Jesus I, I no I knew they were going to get another chance because there was one minute left when that goal went yeah. in so hurling is, and I just said it Michael Scanlon there the ball has moved even in condi- conditions like that the ball was moved very quickly up and down the field and credit to them they, I think it was Joe Stack got the equaliser there beautiful score look and that's that's the way the game is and that's what we expect all the time and one ten off play today in those conditions is a serious goal yeah yeah in fairness so nice, yeah, we got some nice scores actually the, the ball was it was greasy and slippy and look we, we had a couple of bad boys as well but look no, but we're pleased we're pleased with our shooting our ratio score wise was good it was good we didn't have many ways now to be fair um, so yeah we're happy with that in the conditions yeah yeah the big red bench on Cork's Red FM and that is uh, in his car is Paul McCarthy there speaking to us um, after uh, today's draw with uh, Castle Martyr. It's uh, finished uh, Liverpool 1 Manchester City nil. going to get you an update on that. Loads of texts coming in to us as well. Um, keep them coming in please. 86 on driving conditions and traffic conditions uh, around uh, Cork City at the moment. Uh, getting texts in massive tailback and south link due to flooding. Worse on south link heading west but tail 
Rochdale backs heading east as well South Link is a car park says another text here lots of videos coming in of flooding uh, on the South Link lanes inaccessible because of that and on the South Ring as well uh, more text coming in here back to back traffic on the Kinsale Road um, at the roundabout heading to Dunkettle cars are back to back um, so another one saying stuck here in the dual carriageway Hazelwood Shopping Centre in Glanmire is starting to flood lots of heavy surface water water flowing in from the main road um, avoid College Road and uh, down Sherman Crawford Street due to extreme flooding cars having to turn around uh, because of that there as well badly flooded down Wonders for Key uh, avoid going past St. Finbar's Cathedral uh, one way it's flooded and totally jammed with traffic uh, just uh, drove through Mayaris and uh, nearly had it flooded uh, so plenty, plenty of uh, those texts coming in. Uh, so if you are out at the moment and driving, um, just uh, give us a shout. 086-8104-106. Uh, got a video in um, just here to say that uh, it's trying to get out of the car park in Parky Cueve at the live of the Marquis site. It's just not moving. It's going to be very, very high, heavy traffic uh, getting out of uh, Parky Cueve uh, there. But um, thankfully, it looks like the rain has stopped. Uh, down there um, but because of the the rain uh, and the flooding around the city it is going to take you quite a long time to get out of uh, Parky Creeve so just uh, take your time be patient and you will get home uh, eventually but if you want to uh, give us an update uh, and let us know where you are and uh, let us know what the traffic is like in your area if there's any flooding uh, where you are in the in your area at the moment please send us a text on 086-8104-106 086-8104-106 you can send us a WhatsApp as well on that number and we will read out uh, those in just a little bit thank you very much indeed for everyone who's texting in updates uh, this evening we're going to take a quick break uh, we're going to come back wrap up all the day's Premier League action we're going to talk to uh, John O'Shea about his new book uh, Cork City Game of My Life uh, that's coming up next The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM Glad you could join us on The Big Red Bench on this uh, Sunday evening we're here with you until 7pm join us on a day where St Finbars are crowned the county hurling champions after a superb performance in the rain against Black Rock and on the day where Castle Martyr and Inniscar played out a cracking draw in the opening game the Premier Intermediate Final if you've missed any of our reaction from those games you can uh, check out our podcast that'll be online uh, shortly uh, after the show finishes at 7 o'clock look at that on renfm.ie or from wherever you download your podcasts right going to get reaction from um, the Premier League games of the day uh, we'll start uh, with Shane Pennington who's at Anfield as uh, Liverpool beat Manchester City it's Liverpool 1 Manchester City nil. they might not have reached their normal heights and standards so far this season but Jurgen Klopp's side showed they haven't got away as they inflicted a first defeat of the season on the champions Mo Salah followed up his hat-trick in midweek with the winner Capitalising on Yao Cancelo's mistake to swap past Edison. City had earlier seen a Phil Foden strike ruled out for a foul in the build-up, and their usually deadly striker Erling Haaland missed three good chances in the second half. The win takes Liverpool up to eight, while City stay four points adrift of leaders Arsenal. Liverpool one, Manchester City nil. Yeah, end-to-end stuff there at Anfield with Liverpool it is who take all three points. Elsewhere, Manchester United and Newcastle finishing scoreless Darren Stanage. Manchester United nil. Newcastle nil just two shots on target apiece all four pretty tame which meant neither side did enough to win this game very much a flat performance from Manchester United just one sub made as they tried to close in and win the game close as we came to a goal uh, Kieran Trippier's free kick came back to Joel Linton he headed against the bar and then against the post a bit of a rally from the home side in injury time but despite dominating couldn't take their one opportunity when it came as Marcus Rashford headed wide when he should have hit the target full time from Old Trafford Manchester United nil, Newcastle nil. As you heard there, Manchester United had chances. Fred Marcus Rashford uh, had a couple of late chances as well. And uh, United boss Eric Ten Hag says he can't believe they didn't score today. We make a good performance, but finally we didn't score. Another clean sheet, that was good. And we had to win that game because we created two huge chances in the end. So Newcastle's good start to the season continues. They're still in the top six. They've lost just one of their ten top five games so far this season. And Boss Eddie Howe certainly pleased with their showing at Old Trafford today. I thought we executed the game plan really well. We were very aggressive. We were front foot. Uh, We want to win more games, obviously. We're not looking to draw games, but uh, coming here, I think that's a great result for us. 
elsewhere Arsenal beating Leeds United 1-0 in the Premier League this afternoon Peter Smith Leeds 0 Arsenal 1 a game delayed by an electrical failure which cut off VAR which was needed in the second half Arsenal's match winner came from Bakayo Saka's brilliant finish after Rodrigo recklessly gave the ball away Leeds second half Sir Patrick Bamford was a key figure VAR ruled out a potential leveller for him then awarded Leeds a penalty when the referee checked his monitor to see that Saliba had handled in the box but Bamford fired wide from 12 yards Leeds and Arsenal won so with uh, Manchester City losing today Arsenal now four points clear at the top of the table uh, boss Mikel Arteta very happy with the side's performance today I just love the the commitment the the relentless and, and the passion that the team played to somehow find a way to win a game Chelsea meanwhile winning 2-0 away to Aston Villa today Frank Watson Aston Villa nil, Chelsea 2 a goal in either half for Mason Mount sees uh, Chelsea's winning run under Graham Potter continue it could all have been so different though because for much of the first half Villa were the better side they were kept at bay by brilliant goalkeeping from Chelsea keeper Kip Kepper who particularly in the 22nd minute produced a double save that I still can't believe to deny John McGinn and Jacob Ramsey in the second half Potter rearranged things the strength of his bench was very much to the fore and Chelsea uh, were much more solid Mason Mount curled in his second with a brilliant free kick and it finished Aston Villa nil Chelsea 2 Kind of imagine that Stephen Gerrard's under pressure as Aston Villa boss just 9 points from their opening 10 games uh, he reckons they had enough opportunities to get something today I thought we were outstanding everything we asked for game plan wise chance creation be exciting we've done everything but put the ball in the back of the net but at this level you've got to execute we know that and um, that's the reason why we come out with no points today so Graham Potter continuing his unbeaten start as Chelsea boss with that 2-0 win today and he says he was happy that his team had to dig deep even though we took the lead we had a decent spell for 15 minutes and then the second half of the first half they put us under pressure and we needed our goalkeeper to make some good saves we steadied it a little bit in the second half but overall performance that was uh, one of grit and determination to keep a clean sheet to, to suffer together if we had to and finally just to wrap up Alan Lewis at St Mary's watching a draw between Southampton and West Ham it finished Southampton at 1, West Ham 1. A very entertaining game ends up in a draw. Southampton took the lead midway through the first half thanks to Roman Perrault's deflected shot. Shea Adams missed a good chance to double the advantage while Schumacher went close for the Hammers. West Ham were much the better side after the break though and equalised thanks to Declan Rice's curling effort from the edge of the box. They looked the most likely to get a winner and it was all hands to the pump for Southampton at times. But both sides had chances to win it late on only denied by some good goalkeeping at both ends of the pitch so Southampton end a run of four defeats in a row, it's a good point for West Ham, although they may feel they should have come away with all three who finished Southampton 1, West Ham 1 all right, so earlier on today, our good pal uh, John O'Shea called in. John has been on the Big Red bench plenty of times before. He's covered tons of games for us. He's analysed tons of games for us. And now he's written his first ever book, Cork City, Game of My Life. Uh, he's talked to 30 Cork City players about uh, their favourite games in Cork City Colours. It's a terrific read. It's being launched in Waterstones this coming Wednesday evening. Let's talk to John about writing the book uh, he got in today. And uh, we talked to him about uh, writing the book, uh, talking to the players, and the Cork City season this year. So this is my chat with John O'Shea. All right, delighted to be joined now in studio by our good friend John O'Shea, author of Game of My Life, Cork City's Footballers Remembering the Game That Will Live With Them Forever. John, thanks for coming in. How are you, boy? Absolutely fine, Rory. Even on this miserable day. <laughs> it's <good> on. <laughs> absolutely horrendous. It's some of the worst rain. I think I've ever seen in my entire life but yeah it's uh, I'm glad we're inside John let's put it that way oh, um, Game of My Life um, is out now on Hero Books um, available from where all good books are sold and uh, among them Eason's where you will be having your book launch uh, this coming Wednesday evening we'll talk about that in a bit um, first off to John tell me about the genesis of, of the book and how it all came about yeah but essentially you know obviously myself obviously being passionate about sport and Cork City FC like I've been Massively passionate about the club for a good long spell of my life, really. Mm. Joe, going back to 2004 when I started getting into League of Ireland football, and right along, and even when I was even learning to drive, you know, around 2010, 2011. Yeah. I, when I was even, I started going to away games around the country myself around the last time, City in the first division. 
And it was even when I was learning to drive, I was even driving to one or two of the training sessions inside. Like it was, <laughs> that's okay. That, that's that's the that's the to the level of my passion for cars. Yeah. Was getting to like, and you go in and you'd see the good car, like even like, like Jerry Harris would wave up and say hello to you yeah, and the whole lot. Yeah. But like yeah, and then to do obviously as time has gone on, I progressed into uh, sports writing, and you know I, I, that's a big passion of mine now as well. Mm. And then ultimately the, the last couple of years that kind of went along, and then. I was thinking maybe the next thing, what could I do in writing a book? I say maybe is that something that, that that would interest me if it was possible? Yeah. So after exploring a few different options and the, like Kieran McCarthy and John McCarthy, even a friend of your a friend of Red FM, um, yeah. they uh, the game of life. They were saying uh, that Liam Hayes of Hero Books, he that he's releasing a lot of Irish sports books. I was saying mm. maybe just get in contact with him. So I did, and then just after putting a few ideas of books I had for him and just a bit of dialogue back and forth to us mm. he kind of put this, the game of life series to me and it's a great format John isn't it you know it, it really is like you know and I, I obviously I've having read Dennis Hurley's like the car curling yeah. version and John McCarthy's with the car ladies football so it, it it really is you know and um, like it like with, like with the Cork City you know version it's a real it's like a history of the club and that's like, as, I, as I was telling the players as I was going along interviewing them putting it together it's it's, it's basically it's a history of the club but in, in, in the players' eyes, and you know, it, it gives a great account of some great memories of the club right throughout the, throughout the years. I like go back to the 1990s. Mm. You have, you know, like guys, when, when they, they weren't playing for money, they were just playing for the pure passion of, of Corksey yeah. Football Club. And then all the way up, up to even recent years, like Shawnee McGuire and yeah, like yeah. Carol Shepard, um, Akil Campion scoring that famous goal in the, in the Aviva Stadium. So it, it's a good, um, it's just a celebration of the club over the last 30 years. And, mm. You know, I I think it, it captures Cork City and a celebration of the club, and it, it it's it's and I think the the players, I think the insights, I I, I was I was really honoured to get the, obviously to interview them some of them because like I had them were guys I would have looked up to and idolised even as a as a young lad growing up mm-hmm. as well, and and just to get their insight and and the detail like they really the even op- lifting the veil and opening the door into what kind of made them tick and how. Those teams were successful, and ultimately, from their perspective, the players, you know, just finding out why, why, like, you know, what, why playing for Cork City meant so much for them, first of all. Yeah, because, like, Cork City players love talking about Cork City, is something that we, we know a lot, and especially the former players. But it's amazing, like, the, the guys who had no connection with Cork City who, who came in here and then just became part of, I suppose, the fabric of, of Cork City, the fabric of Cork as a whole, and it's just who have made Cork their home. It's amazing. Yeah, and that's something right throughout the 30 years that's been very evident across the history of the club. Like, go back to the 90s and you know, like Decky Daly, Dave Barry, um, Philip Long, they all make reference like to like to um, to Biscuits, um, Phil Harrington, yeah. and like how he came over and now, like he's a, like, a, like he, all the years, these, these years later, like his son is playing in goals um, <laughs> and after helping Cox, he get promoted back to the Premier Division. And, but I think that's the one team that comes across the book as well, how guys from outside of Cork, they buy into buy into the club and buy into how much playing for Cork City means and the passion of the supporters they really buy into the whole culture mm. like even like like Dan Murray Danny Murphy and like you can see like Danny Murphy well, it comes back again they're both involved now with um with the club like Danny Murphy the women's team Dan Murray has been involved with the, the City under-19s and like, like even Stephen Beatty it goes up even to the, like the 2017 team you have Stephen Beatty coming in who, like a dub and I'd say he's nearly an honorary Corkman at this stage <laughs> he certainly is you know it is, yeah. Um, it must have been good for you as well. It must have been fun for you kind of going back and researching some of the matches uh, that you would have seen firsthand and maybe some of the matches that you weren't around for as well. Oh, yeah, and yeah absolutely. You know, and like, you just, like, going back to even just these big European games, like that run in, like, around the, like, the 2004, 2005 mm-hmm. time, the, the the teams that they've, like, do, Kevin Doyle recalls us, do, Liam Kearney, those games, like, that, that run in 2004 under Pat Dole and, like, the... They, they, the teams they were beating like they, they were serious teams like like NEC Nijmegen were a mm. Dutch Premier Division team like Malmo like yeah, the, yeah. The, the budget they had were like I'd say they were even expecting I'd say to, I'd, I'd say they probably underestimated Cork City oh, that big time, time. Yeah, yeah. and like even going up like even the, the, the Nantes games well, like a French Premier League team that was a really good Cork City team when you look back on it like I know Shelburne around 04 05 they were close to getting group stage Champions League football and just talking to the, even to a couple of the players from around that era, they, they I'd say the, the 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 consensus I got was like if if that team had stayed together for me for a couple of more years, and it, it really would have been the case I'd say they they could have broken broken through into like a group stage mm. of European football because 
it was, like looking back, it was, it was a seriously, seriously talented team. And you see guys who've gone on to play for Ireland yeah. since, the likes of Kevin Doyle, um, like, like Alan Bennett, Joe Gamble had played for Ireland as well a couple of years later. So it's, you know, really... It, it, those kind of memories obviously from my perspective it was enjoyable looking to seeing those big games and mm. playing Cork City playing against proper CRT, like and go back even to the 90s like with the with the John Caulfield like, chapter the Bayern Munich like he was kind of saying oh he, he went to work that morning in Sound Store in, in Iskeen in West Cork <laughs> and then you're playing against the Bayern Munich side who had like the household names like Stefan Effenberg yeah, like, yeah. there was like players who went on to to win the World Cup for Brazil in 1994 like so if you look at it that way, like it, it was an outstanding achievement. Like you know, and it's, it was really enjoyable looking at some of those games that I would have, I, I would vaguely remember like, like the Derry game in two thousand five. I would have been at, yeah. but even just games before my kind of supporting time as well. So there's been so many kind of landmark moments, and it yeah. was enjoyable just to kind of research them again. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, it's it's a, it's an incredible read. It's very very enjoyable, and again, it's the passion of the Cork City players just really shines through on every page. It's I suppose it's no surprise that five of the players. Have chosen that game against Derry City in two thousand and five as their um, as their most memorable game because it was one of the most memorable nights I've ever had um, supporting Cork and just watching football. That two thousand and five team, for my money, is probably the best League of Ireland team I think I've ever seen. And that night against Derry City in November, uh, it was just incredible. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely. It was. It was unreal. Like to even talk to like the guys who who did discuss that game, to like Neil Horgan. The, even Michael Devine, that the, the, the ground like normally you might come out at half six maybe you'd have had a, a couple you might have supporters some would like like to get mm. in early and read the program but on that particular night the ground was just rammed packed yeah. to the rafters it was full a good hour and a bit before an hour and a half before kickoff it was just it, it, that kind of real special kind of recollection about it you know um and like it, you could just even see how special that time and like. That, that that night was over the whole con- consensus of it, like like even Roy O'Donovan who went on to play for for Roy Keane and yeah. at Sunderland in the Premier League and he's had a great career even playing over mm. in Australia at, at at top flight level even right up to up to now, um how but even how he looked back and like that 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 game and, and that time at Cork City he felt was real it it still stands out for him and he remembers it so fondly and it was a significant part of his career. And like yeah, it was just it was nice it really in terms just in terms of one off night it was just it was unbelievable and like and even just uh, the four five players but they all it's very really fascinating just to get the the different insights into the like the night like you know like, like Neil Horgan was kind of state like how it was this a journey like for him like his whole journey had kind of built up and it was like the just the pinnacle to win win a League of Ireland title with with Cork City Football Club and. It was it was it was just mm. this night it it was a special night and I think you know one of the one of the I'd say memorable nights in the club's history and it was mm. obviously I wasn't surprised that so many <laughs> players decided to talk about it. Um, talk to me about the process of writing the book, John. Obviously, you're well used to filing copy to the Echo and various other publications. But how did the transition from that to, to having to to I suppose write a book go and how did you find the whole process? Yeah, no, it was a. It was a real, like, obviously, as someone who's completely new to the whole concept as well, it, it, it was a real, you know, obviously, given the subject matter being like Cork City Football Club and League of Ireland, it, it probably made it a whole lot easier, really. So it was a real, you know, it's a real grad. Like, I started this, pro- it would have been June of 2021. And, like, the week I actually started, it was a game, like, Cork City had lost to, to Kevin Teeley 2 0 at home in, in, in the first division. Mm-hmm. So maybe at that time, it might have felt like so it was probably a good thing to be looking back on maybe kind of bigger and better days in the club's history and hoping that's maybe like where the club will go again the next couple of years. But mm-hmm. as Cork City actually it was kind of how they, as they developed under Colin Heady on the field, the book was kind of developing in my own perspective. Like, it would have been after you interviewed the player, like, it would have been over a six, seven month period. Mm. Interviewing the the players and obviously the longest part of it would have been the transcribing more for just kind of putting it yeah, into coherent not, structure. Not fun. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, no, so I, I think that's probably why when it was like a Cork City book, a Cork City FC book, it, it made that process a whole lot easier because I I thoroughly enjoyed every single second of it. You know? mm. And I think definitely in terms of sports writing and stuff I've done over the last couple of years. I think this. I have to say, this is probably the most enjoyable mm. kind of project I would have worked on. It, it, it was just, it was brilliant, and just reflecting back on just the player and you know how much the club meant to them, and just memories and getting stories and getting insight into the the club and what makes Cork City such a unique club. And 
you know, I know maybe people up in, in other parts of the country might kind of beg to differ, but you look at the potential of the club, like it, it is the biggest mm. club in the country, like really, without them. It's just seeing what makes Coxie so special. It was just really enjoyable that way. And the book is launching uh, this coming Wednesday um, in Waterstones in Patrick Street. Uh, 6.30 start time. The likes of Danny Murphy will be there um, answering a few questions. Uh, Colin Healy Cork, City Manager, we expect to be there. Now, your MC for the night isn't great, unfortunately, but you'll have to, do, you'll have to make do. He's, well, he's alright. You know, I, I think anyone who listens to um, League Girl and um, television, the commentaries, will, will get his enthusiasm for Crocs history. I'm only fishing for compliments, John. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to, um, to helping you launch the book on Wednesday night. And uh, thanks very much for asking me to be part of it. I was really, really honoured and really touched uh, when you asked me to help out uh, with the book launch. Um, so yeah, the book launch is going to be something special. Sitting down, signing autographs, or uh, signing the book, I should say, and just even having the city players mill around and stuff like that, and people being able to buy copies and stuff. It's going to be a very special evening. It is, yeah. You know, I I think that's what I'm hoping is like. It's kind of it's just a celebration of the club and and just like for supporters to kind of interact with the mm. with with players and some of their idols and just get books signed and photographs and the whole lot. But and I just think well, of the way the way it's worked out, it's kind of worked out fairly well. You know, with the week that Cork City will be presented with the first division trophy Friday yeah. night, so it it's it's probably a good opportunity to like a bit of a warm up for for the the title party that's going to be coming down the line yeah. forty eight hours later. But I. Yeah, it should be a good night. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And just, it, as I said, like it's, it's going to be a good celebration of the club. And you know, I suppose anyone who, who's, who wants to pop in, like City supporters, so they'll be more than welcome. And it, 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 it promises to be a good night. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be absolutely fantastic indeed. So that's happening in Waterstones this coming Wednesday evening at 6.30. And just to wrap up, John, just like looking back on Cork City season to win the first division title, uh, no mean feat whatsoever. Pushed all the way by a very gallant Galway United side. But there was something about the, the grit and determination of this Cork City team that saw them over the line. And um, the Premier Division is going to be very exciting next year. Yeah, uh, without doubt. You know, I think you could even see from like I actually interviewed Colin Healy for his chapter uh, back in back in January. So it was like in the midst of pre season, then and, then, mm. and it, it's actually in the book as well. Of just actually how you finally manage in Cork City and like what you're hoping to achieve at the club yeah. in the next couple of years. And that he was kind of saying that, oh, we will work hard and we will. You know, he said like it, it was a process evolving, and he was like in terms of getting the club back to the Premier Division yeah. that they were going to do everything and he said that the players like that we have a good group here and we're going to do everything to to if, to be successful at the club and ultimately like you know, that's nearly what's transpired, you know, like right from the very outset you could just see there was a real grit and desire about Coxie that they you know did in terms of promotion, never mind the playoffs. They that their target from day one was to to go up automatically and, and win the league and yeah. you know, that that's you know, throughout the season like there's been games like they've they've won games playing well and they've scored a couple of goals, but there's a couple of matches like even like down in St. Coleman's Park in the Derby against Cove, a few the, the games like that like even up in Galway and in, in mid mid season, it's just like they're their team that just, they know they 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 find they seem to have found a way to win, and it's just fantastic you now that they that they're able to cap it off and yeah. ultimately get back into the Premier Division like to as good and maybe like as I'd say clubs like. You know, like obviously it's kind of like a Discover Ireland tour going to Wexford at loan, you're going all over the place. But I'd say, Joe, it's, it, it's going to yeah. be it's a, really exciting. I'm really looking forward to seeing Premier Division football again yeah. in Turner's Cross. And so I'd say, even up, I'd, say, I'd say around the league, I'd say, even if you ask like Shamrock Rovers or Bowes or St. Pat's players as well, I'd say, I'd say, it, as for the league as a whole, I think it's only better off, I think, really, think when so, Cork City yeah. are in the Premier Division. Just cause it, I think this year, like, there was no team below. Shamrock over so there's no like so you, yeah. I think for a, a spread you need kind of teams around the different parts of the country so I think Coxie he will be much welcomed back in the Premier Division for that sense yeah well. exactly and bringing some good crowds well really looking forward to, to Premier Division football next season uh, John it's been an absolute pleasure um, thank you for coming in to talk to us about Game of My Life Cork City's greatest footballers remember the game that will live with them forever out now on Hero Books and being launched in Waterstones this coming Wednesday evening at 6.30 John as always a pleasure buddy thanks for coming thanks for coming